and welcome everyone in to the Sales Yak Podcast, a show where we seek to show you whether sales is right for you by exposing you to the wide variety of sales environments that are out there today. Whether you're getting into sales, considering sales, or in sales already and wondering if it's the right career path, listen in as we discover different aspects of different sales roles and help you decide whether you should stay in it for the long term. Don't forget to check out our sister show, The Career Yak Podcast, where we have interviews with different entrepreneurs and professionals from different industry, including sales-related content. And if you like what you hear today and value what you hear, consider supporting the show. Link will be in the show notes as well. On today's show, I want to do a book review, which is something I haven't done in a while. But a uh, book, I actually I listened to the audiobook. I actually have the physical book as well. But I uh, wanted to just kind of give my take on it, a couple uh, notes and feedback items that I thought stood out. I thought it was a good book overall, and I uh, w- would definitely recommend it. It's called The Jolt Effect, and it is... Uh, written by one of the co-authors of the Challenger Sale, uh, which is a pretty popular book in the sales world. Uh, It was written a few years back now. I have uh, listened to that as well and pretty familiar with the methods in that, but this is another kind of uh, next uh, level of learning from that uh, research uh, arm and uh, one of the co-authors, just like I said. And the whole theme of the book is overcoming customer indecision. It's almost like customer indecision uh, at the end of a deal is kind of a silent killer of a lot of deals and it's hard to detect as to why it happens at times. So the whole book is how salespeople can overcome that so that uh, ultimately, obviously, the goal would be to close more deals. So uh, JOLT is an acronym First one, J, judge the indecision, offer your recommendation, that's the O, L is limit the exploration, and T is take risk off the table. So obviously they dig deeper into those topics. But a couple uh, notes um, I wanted to kind of share on my end is one of the things they said is, I, you know, the, the job I have now, I sell... Uh, SaaS accounting software in the construction industry and it takes multiple resources and personnel and people involved to get a deal from start to finish and we have you know sales engineers that are in charge of demoing the software but as an account executive on my end you know I'm the quarterback of the whole deal my goal is to coordinate all the resources and uh, streamline the timeline things like that but one of the things they said that stood out to me that I'm needing to remember to apply to my own process is to be an expert and to have the prospect view you as the expert. So even though you're bringing in other experts into the deal, you never want to, uh, what they say, abdicate the role of the expert. You want to be their trusted advisor. And so be choosy about who you bring in and when you bring them in and how you structure kind of the makeup of your internal team. You don't want to be viewed as a, what they say, like a glorified admin uh, contact for them. You want to be the expert. So that stood out. 
Also, um, remember that, and this is kind of an extension from what they said in the Challenger sale book, but an inbound lead typically has purchase intent, and if someone comes to you, they've typically done like, I forget the exact number, but 60 to 70% of the process is done because they've already done so much research online or whatever else they may have uh, reached out to or things they've read, things like that. So uh, typically they have an intent to buy if it's an inbound lead, but also they've done so much of the process up front that our job right from there is to take what uh, they've done already and obviously bring them through the evaluation and close them. Um, coaching should be on, this is another point, coaching should be geared towards the middle of the pack. I thought that was interesting. I just read another book I might do a separate review on that said the same thing. But I've also seen trainings that have said otherwise. But think about your, so if you have a sales team, you have your underperformers, you have kind of the middle of the pack, and then you have your overperformers, overachievers, your top sellers. Um, this book says when you coach different, uh, you know, you help your sales reps improve. If you're a manager, you co uh, focus on the middle because that's where you can get the biggest return on your efforts because they're the ones that have the most, um, you know, reasonable potential to improve, I guess. So that was interesting. Um, what a question to ask yourself if you're in sales or a manager or whatever it may be, what's an, an acceptable loss to an action percentage? So typically if you're working through a pipeline, you're in sales, this will be familiar with to you. You'll either win a deal or you'll lose a deal to a competitor or you'll lose a deal and they just don't decide on anything. So that would be like lost to an action. And this book argues that a lot of that is due to pure indecision on the prospect side, but figure out what's acceptable and uh, what is actually going on in your organization. And uh, you know, it it's important to track these things so that you can see where you're at, see where the benchmarks and goals should be. Um, this, this was super, super, interesting to me it really stood out they said the high the higher the level of effort required from the buyer the lower the win rate so so that tells me that yes the more the more work you make the prospective buyer do on their end and the more effort they're required to do to figure out whether it's a good decision or not the lower the win rate probability for you so that's where it goes back to you need to be an expert you need to be a true consultant and show them this is where uh, we advise you to go based on best practices and that goes to the L in the JOLT acronym limit the exploration I've had so many so many interactions with different potential buyers that they just want to evaluate over and over and have repeat demos and then they don't decide and and typically when you encounter that they're uh, not a high probable close in the future so by limiting the exploration hopefully you can also limit the effort required on the buyer side 
and uh, hopefully improve the win rate. It's it's funny. I was thinking about like complicated processes and making it easy to buy from you, and thinking about uh, if you've ever if you're from out west and know In-N-Out Burger. I think you know when they first came to Arizona where I grew up. One of the things I always uh, remembered was like how simple their menu was, and they just made it easy. They told you, you know, here's here's the couple different options, and uh, they they made the recommendations for you so that you didn't have to spend time and effort reading through a convoluted menu, and uh, you're just happy with what you got because they had a good product. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, limit the effort required from the buyer side, and don't just listen to them during the conversations i think a lot of times we've been told to you know ask open-ended questions and then just sit back and listen which isn't a bad thing that's not what i'm saying but be uh be confident enough to be assertive and they even advise which is actually kind of counterintuitive to some other things i've heard one thing that was interesting about this book is it did actually go against some other advice I've had in my previous sales trainings and and what have you, or even advice from managers or other books. And they actually acknowledge that in the book. They understand that some of this is kind of countered to what you've heard in the past. But they actually advise like being strategic in interrupting your prospect on during conversations, as long as it's you know, productive and showing that you're engaged in the conversation to have, you know, a actually mutually beneficial talk between, uh, between both parties. So um, really one of the high key important items in this whole thing in this book is don't, ju- uh, once you settle the pain of the status quo, and not changing you almost it, it's almost like showing them like fearing that staying on their current process or system will actually hinder them then you need to transition to showing them that it's going to all work out in the end so that's where that last uh letter in the acronym T, take the risk out of it. That's where that comes in. So I think their their argument is sometimes when there's objections, we go back to, well, it's going to be worse if you stay the same, or it's going to be worse with the status quo, which it's, a, it's hard to change. If you look at, and they mentioned this, it's called prospect theory. People are far more likely to avoid loss than to uh, a, a crude gain. Basically, people are willing to forego working overtime to make extra money, but they're not willing to give up the same amount of money. Um, it, it, you know, losing something is more impactful. So the point being is sticking with the status quo and just making do is not as scary even if you're missing out on the opportunity cost, it's not as scary as making a decision to change and to do something new and then that decision ultimately backfiring. Because that's, uh, even if it's still, um, you know, worth the risk, that's scary uh, because 
it's just scary to make change and that's why a lot of customers don't end up making a decision so instead of instead of going back to almost the fear-mongering tactic of well you know it's not gonna be a good long-term option if you stay with the status quo we need to reassure buyers hey when you do make this decision to go to something new we're going to implement it properly it's going to give you the value that you need and it's going to ultimately be a good decision for you and your company um, they say three reasons for indecision uh, are customer or you know prospects are worried about one choosing the wrong option two not having done enough homework and three they don't get what they paid for so again Sometimes when it comes to that, they don't feel settled on these three items. Then they say, it's better for me just to sit tight and uh, <clears throat> not make a decision at all. So, um, yeah, so those that's kind of my high-level notes. And just to be honest and have uh, radical candor with the customer during the conversations. But I think my takeaway is just to really reassure them that it is going to be a good decision and here's why here's the uh, service and support that they will have access to to make it a smooth transition and to um, make make sure that indecision isn't what is preventing you from closing more deals so hopefully that is uh kind of a little look into the jolt effect book and uh, if you're interested or have any other questions feel free to email me at careeryakpod at gmail.com also if you want to buy the book there is an affiliate link in the show notes if you want to check it out feel free to click the link in the show notes thanks for listening and we'll see you next time Thanks again for listening. And again, if you like what you hear and value this content, consider supporting the show. Link will be in the show notes. Don't forget to check out our other podcast, the Career Yak Podcast. Link will be in the show notes or search Career Yak wherever you listen to podcasts.